Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's go live. Live. Well, do it live. From the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. You are a brand name. Wow. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Baseball. Is this the first perfect game ever thrown by somebody who gave up eight earned runs in the start before baseball? The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, ESPN NFL analyst Lewis Riddick. Coming up, 49ers fullback Kyle Juszczyk from Disney Plus's World Best. Actor Utkar Shambutkar. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Yes, indeed. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. We've got a fun conversation coming up with Kyle Juszczyk of the San Francisco 49ers in just about 20 minutes' time. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on this program. Um, So we've got uh, uh, Louis Riddick last hour got us to thinking – he said, uh, if you look at the top 50 teams in the history of the NFL, virtually all of them have uh, a top running back, which is his point way of saying, look, uh, the devaluation of the position is what it is, but the crucial aspect of the position will never change. You point out, Chris, you know, the the damn near perfect season Patriots did not have yeah, a running back Lawrence, of note. Lawrence Maroney. You know, and, and many of those Patriots teams didn't really have much of a running attack uh, of just a bell cow. Like right. Corey Dillon did it one year when Belichick was uh, in the um, uh, magical years of him taking your guy that couldn't do it for you and turning it into his he took your straw and turned it into patriot gold over and over and over again your guy doesn't do it very well for you uh bring him to new england we'll we'll turn him into a super bowl winner or at least he and brady would um and you said Terrell Davis was the last rushing champion single season rushing champion to win the super bowl yeah. in the very same year that was the last time that happened when he ran for 2,000 yards. Yeah, in 2005, Sean Alexander led the league in rushing. Of course, made it to the Super Bowl. Right. Lost to the Steelers. So that was the. these are the last running backs to do that? To make, make the Super Bowl. TD, the last one to win it. I'm looking at, I'm looking at passing champ right now. It, Me too. Uh, Mahomes yeah. did it this year, obviously. I think before that, it was Kurt Warner in 2001. Well, yeah, Tom Brady led the league in passing in 2017, made the Super Bowl, but lost it to Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then, you know, Breeze and Roethlisberger did it many years in a row, um, and then neither of them made the Super Bowl. Yeah, Kurt Peyton too- Manning, for the Broncos in 2013, he led the league in, in passing and then lost to the Seahawks in that Super Bowl in uh, New Jersey. Yeah. Um, Philip Rivers, Matt Schaub led the league in passing oh, yeah. in 2009. Yeah. 2001, Kurt had 4,830 yards, and they well, they lost that year, actually, to New England. Yes, they did. But 2000, I think, might have been. Uh... Peyton Manning led the league in passing in 2000, didn't make it. Steve Berline oh, led actually, the league in, in passing in 99. Steve Berline. So, yeah, I yeah. apologize. I said that wrong. So, 
I don't know. What have we gleaned from this? Anything other than the fact that it's a team sport, maybe? Nothing. Yeah, I mean, Emmett led the league in rushing in 93. Dallas won the Super Bowl. So this only happened a handful of times. Right. Favre led the league in passing in 95 and didn't make the Super Bowl. I actually think Mahomes might have been the first one. To lead the league in passing and win it? Yeah, I mean, I'm going back. I'm, all, I'm in 1986 and nobody's still done it. Dan Marino a bunch of times. Get out of here. As far as rush, or receiving, you know, Cooper Cup did it. Well, Cooper Cup so, did everything, right? Yeah, so that was... Okay, that's the last one to do. Get the triple crown. Huh. Jerry, Jerry Rice, he, he had he led the league in 95 in the 49 Let's take this phone call. Robin in Contra, Contra Mesa, Cal, Costa Mesa, California. What's up, Robin? Yeah, I think um, from an investor standpoint and from a company owner, a pro uh, professional, um, the average life of a running back in the NFL is 2.5 years. A lot of these, you know, people are looking for four to six you know, year contracts, and they're just not going to get it. Yeah, yeah I, I get, I get that, but I mean, it, it's just kind of wild. Could you imagine how that must feel? Like Robin, I don't know what you do for for a living, but you know, you're looking for a new contract from your employer, and you've got to, you know, hold your breath. And they're like, "Well, we can get someone out of college to do your job for much less." And I'm sure that happens quite a bit to anybody that's sitting here and listening. And then that person comes out of college and does a terrific job and then now is in the position that you're in right now four years after that. And they say to this that person, well, we're going to get somebody out of college and we're not going to pay you despite your experience, despite your loyalty, despite what you've meant to this organization. Like none of that matters. Like see you later. Out the door. You know, and and how frustrating that must be. That's why Miles Sanders says it sucks to be a running back right now in the NFL. My my dad and I had season tickets in '63 for the Chargers, and the Eckler thing is just killing me. That guy's put all his heart and soul into it. Right. And so I know. So that 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 one thing kills me. But from an from a standpoint of these contracts that some of these uh, running backs are going for, they're looking for four to six years. The average life in the NFL is 2.5. I mean, quarterbacks is uh, 4.44 years. So. Um, that has to be, you know, brought into the equation. But mm-hmm. the Eckler thing just kills me. I mean, that guy's put his heart and soul into that, into the Chargers. And so, all right, I'm going to let you go. Thanks, on Robin. I appreciate it, man. That's it Robin and uh, Costa Mesa. Interesting that he mentions Eckler and then uh, tells me that he's going to let us go. Very Tom Telesco end of that conversation. <laughs> all, right, all right, guys, I got to go. Yeah, all right, right, yeah, yeah. You know, I've been all right, Rich. Good talk to you, Rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, Rich. Did he just Telesco me? I was just chit chatting around. I mean, he called <laughs> us. Mike, are you looking for the call? You call me. You call me. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that just. I'll share with you. Please do. That phrase was used in my direction many times in high school when I was talking to <laughs> girls mm. on the phone, just chit-chatting with them, maybe trying to talk a game up or two, you know. All right, I'll let you go. <laughs> but I didn't I wasn't ask to be let go. let go in this conversation. What do you What do you mean, I'll let you go? What does that mean? Like, hey, uh, thanks for having me that, on. <laughs> and again, maybe that's why I'm very you know, um, sensitive 
is, is like the junior year of high right, school right. Rich Eisen it's or a, Richard Eisen yeah. at the time in Ooh, Staten Richard, Island. Richard. You know, that I would be on the phone yeah. trying to spit some game. Spit some game. <laughs> and talk, right, I'll, let you, I'll let you go. Okay, Richard. Thank you. You know, it was good chat. I'll see you in third period tomorrow. No, no, no. That's that not, it wasn't that. <laughs> it wasn't that. It was like, all right. I'll hey, thanks for having me on. This. I got are Telesco you, are, in high school. Are you going to give me the geography homework or not? <laughs> no. So it's all because Kathy I had better Smith. game than that, I think. It's all because Kathy Smith wouldn't let you buy her pizza at lunch. Actually, her name was Maureen Perkowski. Whoa. 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 out there. Google her. No, no. She 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 used she used she used an all right I'll let you go. You got to move on. <laughs> wow, there's been a history of people telling me this throughout my entire career. Is it so? It's is it me? It's me. It's something I said. It's not your moves. I win. <laughs> all right, now he's just playing right, the greatest hits. Play she a nurse now, Rich? I don't know. Hey, oh, he knows. Honestly, I don't. I don't know. Um, so. Um, Here's an interesting, uh, uh, there's an article in The Athletic saying Mookie Betts of the um, Los Angeles Dodgers, yeah, uh, formerly of the uh, the Reds. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were playing poker last night, watched Mookie, watched Mookie lead off the game. By the way, an hour and a half late in, in rain, Denver rain, because rain, of right. the, <laughs> not rain, hail. Was, you didn't see that? I, I, no, I saw Dude. the clip that they showed. I didn't see the hail part. Hail. It was a monster hailstorm. Whoa. So at any rate, was Murph Mookie, yesterday? Mo- uh, yeah, he was sitting next to me and free Murph. Um, I'm, 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 I wasn't a, I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan of his play last night. Um, so Mookie leads off the game with a base hit in the left center field, legged it out into a double, and then got to third base on a routine fly ball. He was two for two. I mean, I, I'm like, I'm like, how the hell did the Red Sox not pay? And I'm not bringing that up just to, no, to get out of here. Switch. He's truly, you could make the case Mookie Betts is the best athlete in Major League Baseball. On, and man, I know how much Friday we're talking about Shohei Otani. This guy is unreal. What a blessing that baseball, that he chose baseball. He could have probably played any professional sport he wanted to put his mind he to. rolls 300 games in bowling routinely. And by the way, you said that. Remember yesterday I was like, what's the other sport equivalent of a perfect game? And, yeah, but, and somebody brought that up on Twitter. Like, I know, I saw that. But like, I was like, that's a good Joe point. Joe Schmo can roll 300 games. No, they games. can't, Chris. You cannot. So, I'm saying there's someone right now, big fat guy at a bowling alley, rolling up a 300 game. So what yeah. he wants to do, tough, though. apparently uh, Mookie, born out of trying to find Mike uh, Trout on the field, uh, after a game, One, he he wants to bring the jersey swap to Major League Baseball. Man, and, I like this idea. And and you know that's what he wants to do. All for the culture. He's trying to bring culture and bring stuff to the game. This is just part of it. So he did find Trout, and you know Hunter Green, and. You know, I, I, I think it's like game recognizes game, but you're seeing what looks like to me on the the, the the jersey swap is taking place before the game in Major League Baseball right there for in Cincinnati. The Trout one looks like it's a jersey swap after the game, but there's a bunch of fans in the stands. And, and I, I guess this could be done before the game because after the game... 
the losing team just beats it right up the dugout tunnel. Right. In in football, game's over. Everybody can just come to the center of the. It's not like if let's just say the equivalent in football would be as soon as the game's over, everybody on the losing side just pirouettes and walks off into the tunnel without having to cross the field, just stay on their side of the field and just doesn't even interact with the other team. And as you know, that doesn't happen in football because the two coaches actually meet at midfield. That's part of the tradition. A handshake that is a lot of fun sometimes because um, (laughs) it's it's awkward. It's some contentious prior beef. Yeah, I don't know. Or it's just it just doesn't lead to much. It's just a quick slapping or, of hands. Or one or because Remember Jim you know, one guy accuses another guy of spying on a different team. Okay. That who's, sounds personal, right? Who is that? I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? Mangini. Oh okay. kind of a big deal in two thousand seven. I remember that. <laughs> so you would have to basically tell the losing team. To come on the field, to well, have a jersey have swap, players hang around. I mean, you can set this the up game. beforehand. You know, if if Mookie's but talking to show, like, is isn't the jersey swap not really set up beforehand? It's well, it's done. Aaron, who is the rookie that tried to get Jameson Aaron Williams? Jersey. And he's like, no, I'm going to hold on to this one. And Tariko even pointed out because that was on NBC. It was the last game of the season last year, and he he's he picked up on that to say. Maybe Rodgers wants to hold on to it because he knows it's his last jersey. He, he implied it's his last jersey he's going to wear in Green Bay. It turned out to be that. Right. But also, the backstory was apparently that Jamison Williams asked for Rodgers' jersey prior. prior right. When the Lions had beaten Green Bay earlier. And he's like, let's do this next time with him figuring It'll, I'll be in a better mood because you're going to be coming to our house. We'll win, and I'm happy to swap a jersey that I've just beaten you in. Right. And and so they're not they're not set up usually. It's just like, hey, you want to swap jerseys? Yeah, because that's the camaraderie between players that Mookie is trying to inject into what appears to not exist in Major League Baseball, or it does. And there's no. We don't really see it. There's no uh, mechanism to foster it or bring it about for everyone to see. Is that yeah, what it is? You know, it's not like little league where you know the game's over and you do the handshake line and you you chant for the other team. Maybe you do it. Maybe we kind of get this going. College basketball, bit. you know, you shake hands. Right. Professional basketball, it's just like. See ya. Sometimes, right? Way, sometimes, well, well, sometimes, remember Phil Jackson would be inside the tunnel as the final buzzer goes. <laughs> like, he doesn't even do the wave sometimes, right? right? He right. would just be out. He would be, he would just be, you know, ambling out up the tunnel. But players do have this, they're right there on the court. So yeah. they see each other, they tap each other up, and then they swap jerseys. Is there, there's some sweater swapping in hockey, right? I mean, although those guys don't, get on the ice together. Yeah, only in the playoffs. The only time, the only, if you think about it, the only time Major League Baseball teams, both of them, are on the field together is when there's a brawl. (laughs) Or when brawl. You know what I mean? Or or a bench clearer. You know, and we all know, we all know, my favorite part about that is there's people come out of the dugout and they're right there on the field and they're, they're posturing, and somebody's got to come in with their satin jacket 
<laughs> from the bullpen 300 feet away. I'm coming. Hold on. Nice you guys shot. wait. I'm nice coming. Nice wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Don't don't start brawling yet. I'm, I'm almost there. Hold nice, on. Nice jacket. Hold on. Fight's over. All right, here we go. No. All right, I'm on the outfield grass. I'm on the infield grass. Okay, now you guys, let's go. Let's hit each other. <laughs> it's already over. But I guess that's what he's trying to do is foster the camaraderie. Happy to have him on the ear to talk about it. But, you know, Major League Baseball players, I'll say this again, they they don't do media outside of just their locals, right? They do their local. Yeah. And that's it. They don't call into radio. They really rarely call into radio shows. Do you remember, remember Alex Bregman? Came in here. Came in here, and he's like, I want to change that, you know? Yelich, Christian Yelich yeah. was saying, we want to change that. Guys we want to talking about YouTube pages get out there. and content creation. But that was years ago. I dig it. I mean, I, it's cool. It's cool idea. After the game would be great. Because that's great. when the camaraderie is like, all right, we just competed against each other. We just tried to beat each other's brains in. But now we're part of the same brotherhood to play in this sport and make it better. Yeah, and that stuff pops up on social media. You see the clips on Instagram right. and TikTok and Twitter, and that would be cool. But we'll it, see. It's going to take someone like Mookie, the star power that he's got. Well, he's kinda, doing it. Kind of get it who, going. Who wouldn't want to sign from number 50 on their, on their wall? The other thing, too, it's not like the NFL where there's only 17 games. It's the NBA, you know, there's 162 of these. There's a lot of jerseys. It would be an awkward... Um, jersey swap with the with the Red Sox for him, don't you think? Since well, you know he already swapped that jersey. I mean, you, you're trying to troll right now. Yes. I mean, he started with me earlier and today. No, 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 so no, 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 no I'm, I'm coming for you. Oh, don't okay. <laughs> what is, is John Henry coming <laughs> down he and he's going to swap <laughs> sport coats? <laughs> no, but I, I I do appreciate. Like for instance, after the NFL draft, I would I I, I would have swapped uh, microphones with uh, Greeny. Swap ties yeah. with Greeny. Swap ties. Is that what it would be? Would that be the yes, equivalent? The tie no, swap. Swap, swap notes? Swap oh, it's going to be a garment. A garment? No, Mike garment. Uh, uh, tie. Tie swap. Well, if he's not wearing a tie, though. Well, I mean, I, always that's a draft you're wearing. But, a but, 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 wait, they, those are issued by, like, the Dodgers, and the, they're the same amount of money. I mean, I don't want to – I mean, I'd have to ask Greeny yeah, what type of ties he's wearing. Like, I'm not going to take an ESPN uh, 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 wardrobe-issued tie when I'm when – I'm, Wearing my special thing that I, you know, tie that I paid I'm for. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, like we'd have to swap receipts. We've seen before well, t- we swap ties. Tell you, Mike you know? Flags are waiting. Yeah, Mike Flags. Mike Flags. Let's flags. get off my nose. Don't be doing that. Why? Why? We well, gotta protect care. those things. The audio guy. Gotta protect protect those. It, it comes. It comes out of your. I, when I paycheck? trust me, when I worked for the NFL Network, it was like gold. Mike, you things. literally have a box full of Mike flags yeah, behind you. <laughs> right now, literally <laughs> an actual but fact. I was responsible. It's from the Rich Eisen production. Yeah, if somebody takes one of those, I don't mind if we swap Mike flags. If with somebody, somebody takes one of those, they're they're not going to find. I'll like swap Mike flags with Dan. You will not be found. You know. <laughs> you still. Dan gave me a shirt once at the. Super he did. You swapped shirts, didn't you? He did. True. <laughs> then I watched it and gave it back to him. That's true. <laughs> he did ask me. He's like, when's he going to do that? Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. All right, we'll take a break. Kyle Juszczyk. <laughs> Kyle Juszczyk of the San Francisco 49ers. Next, this is the Rich Eisen Show. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. 
you know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Thrilled to have this guy on the program. Uh, everybody that we know from the 49ers sings his praises. Thrilled to have here uh, the great fullback of the San Francisco 49ers, Kyle Yuschek, on the program. How are you, Kyle? Hey, Rich. I'm doing good, man. Stoked to talk to you. Thanks I know. for having me on. I'm stoked to have you on. I think this is the first time you've been on, if I'm not mistaken. I I'm... know. It's, it's taken 10 years too long. Now, <laughs> well, I had to wait for you to make your seventh Pro Bowl, Kyle. You know, I have standards. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Understandable. I have standards. <laughs> uh, let's just jump jump into this. Is uh, Walk me through your, your draft day, Kyle. What was that like back in the day? Oh, draft day. I actually, I have a pretty good draft day story. Okay. Um. So I actually, so my agent, he was pretty confident that I was going to be a day three pick. You know, he said, um, you know, most likely you're going to get drafted somewhere in that fourth to sixth round. And um, I, so I, I took my chance and I had a draft party, which, you know, is it's really rolling the dice when you're a fullback coming from Harvard uh, to host the draft party. But I felt good about it. My, my agent, Joe Linta, he, he felt really uh, comfortable with it. So, we host a party at my mom's house back in uh, Medina, Ohio, mm-hmm. and have all my family and friends over, um, and really just kind of a dream day. You know, um, fourth round, day three comes up, and uh, we're all sitting in my living room, and I, I get that uh, that call with the Baltimore area code. I talk to Ozzy Newsom first. Um, my whole living room just goes absolutely insane when uh, – my name comes across the ticker, and there's a great video on YouTube of it. Uh, just really such a surreal day. You know, that was my biggest goal in my entire life was to make it into the NFL. So to get drafted was just like 
it's hard to even put in the words. Like when I think about that day, I, I still get choked up. Um, but besides like the, the, that part of, you know, living out my childhood dream, uh, my mom had bought a meat tray for the party and everyone at the party ate this meat tray. We had like, it was just like, I don't know, like a, a local spot that everybody loved. Well, we all got food poisoning that night oh, God. from, from this meat tray. And so all my friends, um, you know, are in town staying, staying with me, staying at the house. Our septic system broke that night. Oh, so we had no, we had no bathroom. We all have food poisoning, oh. and multiple friends get their uh, flights got canceled like the next day. So oh. here I am, like wow. riding on an absolute high, best day, literally like one of the best days of my life at the time, best day of my life. And then you get we all get hit with food poisoning and can't go to the bathroom anywhere. <laughs> so did you when you did you go to the Ravens the next day and they're like how'd you drop so much weight and you know you had to you had to explain <laughs> so what was going is, um, <laughs> what back the- then we uh we we had like a week until we had to report okay. to rookie mini camp I don't know if it, it I feel like it's different nowadays where guys are literally like there the next day or so yeah um but I think I got drafted on like a Sunday and we didn't have to report until like the next week so right I had some time to gain that weight that weight back so what was your rookie year like? Uh, you know, I'm trying. I've, I don't know the Ravens roster off the top of my head from 2013, but um, you know, obviously yeah, so Harbaugh was there. They, and what, what do you what do you got for me on that front? Who was there? Ray. So the, the Ray Ravens still? had they had just won the Super Bowl, right? Um, and Vontae Leach was their fullback, and he had just yeah. made a Pro Bowl. Um, but after drafting me, they're kind of you know moving on, moving on to a new younger regime. Um, and so they, they released, um, Bonte brought me in and I went through all, uh, mini camp, uh, OTAs, all that kind of stuff, you know, running with the ones thinking, you know, I have, I have a chance to come in here and play as, as a young rookie. And, um, it, it comes to our first day of pads and notoriously in Baltimore, the first day of pads was always short yardage and goal line. And so I didn't play fullback in college. I played tight end, but I was, I, quite honestly, I was like a glorified uh, slot receiver. Like mm-hmm. I, I was a true like H back. Like I was very rarely in the backfield. So I was still learning the position. And it's short yardage and goal line day, and we have three groups, and I'm the only fullback on the roster. And so I go 12 reps in a row on the goal line, and coming out of the I formation. And these guys just absolute took a beating on me. Like <laughs> safety's coming downhill, yeah. ten yards, full head of steam. They know I'm the this rookie. I just got my butt kicked on the play before. They're just gonna take advantage of me. And so I just got absolutely pelted for twelve plays in a row to where like I had to wear a turtleneck to practice the next day because my neck was so bruised. It looked like I had gotten like twelve hickeys. <laughs> and um, I'm not embarrassed to say this now because, like you said earlier, I'm on my seventh Pro Bowl. So Damn I can, straight. I can live up to this. Uh, the next day, they signed Vontae Leach back to the squad. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> literally the next day after that one day in pads, they signed Leach back. And so I was kind of uh, – I went back to just being a special teams guy. And so my rookie year, I only played four offensive snaps. Uh, and the rest were – I was a four-phase uh, special teams guy. Jim Caldwell was our 
uh, offense coordinator, and he really didn't use a fullback all that much anyways. Even Vontae wasn't playing a lot on offense. So that first year was really kind of a redshirt year on offense, and I just had to make a name for myself uh, on special teams, which I ended up having a really good year there. Um, but it wasn't until my second year that we brought in Gary Kubiak as our offense coordinator um, that he really he, he believed in me and that he felt like I could get it done at, at fullback. He liked the skill set I had, and um, he gave me a chance past that first day of pads, uh, and I eventually was able to you know show what I could do, and you know kind of took off from there. Kyle Uzcheck here on the Rich Eisen Show. What in the world is it like to be a fullback on the free agent market like you were back in the day? I mean, I can't imagine. It's, what the hell that was like? So it's, I mean, it, it, I've had, you know, I've had such a unique career because my experience was definitely nothing like any of the other fullbacks. Um, because I, I actually had suitors. Like I, I had probably twelve different teams that were lining up and, and giving me offers. This, you know, back in twenty seventeen, my first go around as a free agent. Um, and I, I'm, I'm lucky to be in that position because, you know, most fullbacks, that, that's just not the case. They're happy to be on a roster. But um, I always tell anybody who's about to go into free agency who, um, you know, has had a good first four years that free agency is the best time ever because you just got everybody telling you how great you are, how bad they want you on your team. Uh, you start going through all these ideas with your family man what would it be like to live in this city what would it be like to live here oh this seems kind of cool i like what they've been doing you know like you go through all these scenarios um so for me it was it it truly was a great experience and i'm so happy that it ended with me being in san francisco um i remember when my agent told me that they were interested i'm like man if you can just do anything to get them to just match the highest offer from anyone else i'm there because I love the idea of moving to California, uh, and I loved what um, Kyle's offense was like. I had just watched them, you know, in the playoffs and, and the Super Bowl in Atlanta, saw what they did with their fullback then, and um, felt like I could really thrive in it. Well, let's talk about Kyle Shannon. I got Kyle Juszczyk here on the Rich Eisen Show. I, I'm going to ask something that you're going to have to go through your brain, but again, you, uh, to your mental Rolodex here and your memory, and but you're uh, you're a Harvard man, so you'll be good with this. I, what's your favorite football conversation with Kyle Shanahan that made you go, okay, um, either it was early on, like I'm in a good spot, or you're, you're now several years in, you, you talk the same language, and uh, what he was telling you turned out to be exactly what happened on the field later on that week. You got a good story for me on that front, Kyle Juszczyk? The thing is, like, I feel like I have – so many football stories of Kyle. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, number one, if you sit in his team meetings, you you are just blown away by the football knowledge and just just what he teaches the entire room. Like every day, it's cool now that um, we bought uh, Christian McCaffrey in because you know he hasn't been around this. I've been around it for like seven years now, so you get kind of used to it. But he sits next to me in the team meeting and. You know, Kyle will finish up, and he'll just look at me, and he'll be like, dude, I could do this all day. This is incredible. He just went through 22 people on the field and told you exactly what their assignment was, how they're supposed to do it, how this guy being out of gap leads to the next guy, um, you know, opening up a hole. So number one is, is team meetings are just so much fun. And just if you're a football nerd, like, you could sit in there for hours and you never get bored. It, it truly is something special. Um, 
I've definitely had a lot of conversations like in game about, you know, hey, like we're going to run this play to set up something else. I'm blanking on a, a good okay. um, exact example of my, my own case, but I, I can point one out. Um, and there's videos of this of uh, we're about to run. It's just like a branch route, it's like an eight yard out. And um, right before the play, he tells the ref, he's like, hey, Kittle has an eight-yard break, eight-yard route that he's going to break out on in the NFC Championship game against the Green Bay Packers, and he's like, the defender has outside leverage. He's going to grab George when he breaks out. Just be ready for it. And literally, like seven seconds later, it ha- it plays out exactly how he said. Ref grabs the flag, throws it, and it's just like he just, he just called his shot in the NFC Championship. And he, he does that just on a regular basis. Like, in installs during the week, he'll tell you how the defense is going to react. And you go out there on Sunday, and then, and it plays out just that way. Kyle Juszczyk here on the Rich Eisen Show, seven-time Pro Bowl fullback from the San Francisco 49ers. Why did Brock Purdy work so well last year from your perspective? Walk me through how a guy – um, drafted in the manner in which he was drafted, and we understand the circumstances that got him out there on the field. Why? Why did that work? Why does he work well like that? The, the, when I describe Brock to people, and I, I truly like this is the biggest compliment that I could ever receive is like I say he's a football player. Like the guy has just played a lot of ball. He he started um, you know since he was a freshman at Iowa State, so he just he played a lot of games and. You have, you know, it, it. When you're playing that position, especially a quarterback, you just need those reps. You need those live reps, those live bullets, and just certain little things, timing things, natural reactions. They just get ingrained in your head, and you're just not thinking as much out there. You're just reacting, and I felt like that's what he was doing. Is he was just going out there and he was reacting. He didn't have to think about it as much, and it's it sounds so much easier than what it what it really is. Like, to have the confidence to do that as, you know, the last pick of the draft, rookie, you're the first year in this um, offense, to have the trust in Kyle to, all right, this is what Kyle told me to do during the week when we did the install. All right, I'm just going to go do that. And I'm going to react. I'm not going to overthink it. And I felt like that's what he really did. He was so well prepared that he didn't have to overthink things. And he really just, he just ran the offense. He didn't try to do too much. Um, he trusted in the playmakers that he had. He's, you know, he's got a plethora of a plethora of weapons in our offense, and he didn't try to take on too much. He just went out there and he reacted. And I don't know. It sounds so simple, but uh, it's so much harder to do than just say it. So, is this a true competition? Again, uh, it's tough for so many fans to grasp. Um, that Purdy did it last year and he's coming back from that wing surgery, right? And Trey Lance is coming back from his ankle and the team used so much capital to go ahead and draft him and he still really hasn't played that much. And Sam Darnold is here. I don't want to put you too much in a position, but from your position, is this is this a true competition, do you think, at the quarterback spot where we do not know September 10th who's your starting quarterback in Pittsburgh, Kyle, right now? 
I'm going I'm to bring in a, a guest speaker here, see if you recognize his voice. He's going to answer for you. Um, hey, Rich Eisen, George Kittle here out here at uh, Kyle Juszczyk's house in Long Island. And, you know, you've been asking a lot of quarterback questions over my entire career. And the fact that you just keep asking, guys, it's just kind of crazy. Is there any other content out there that people want to know about San Francisco 49ers? Kittle, you're not still drunk from the Beer Olympics, are you, George? Great question. All I know about the Beer Olympics, Rich, is that I won with DeForest Buckner as my partner. Cold 85, baby. Oh, wow. <laughs> Well, this is a pleasant surprise. Okay. Hey, me and me and George, we don't we don't go far from each other. Man. Off season, in season, we're always working together. Hey, Rich, man, we we're, we're in the middle of a nice upper body pump right now. I was talking to you instead of working out with me, so just let you know that he likes you a lot. He's not lying. Oh my gosh, what a pleasure, George. So answer the question: Are you still drunk from the beer? Are you still drunk from the beer Olympics? Are you finally sober? From that. Uh, all I know is this, Rich. I won. Next day, I got a great workout in, and now I'm in uh, New York getting more workouts in, baby. Sure. We're just, hey, it's just you are locked. The guy really, he never stops. He <laughs> never ever. Stops. Wait, so wait a minute. Are you on speaker together? Are you sharing like a like an i and like an i uh, an iPhone earbud? Right now, what yes. We're we're in my guest bedroom on the speaker fo- on the my phone. It's impressive with the speaker. Wow. Okay. Sharing a little microphone. I was oh. thinking about calling in, Rich, but I didn't want to interrupt you guys. You know, but you, you but you swooped in just when I asked the juiciest question to at juice check. <laughs> you know, I mean. I know, but Rich, Rich, how juicy is it when it gets asked all the time to every single player on the San Francisco 49? <laughs> <laughs> He's got you there. He's got you. Uh, <laughs> He's got you. Touche. Touche. Right. Look at George Kittle <laughs> wow. blocking and pancaking me right now. I like it. All right. Hey, I got, I got, I got weak side pass for my guy use check all day because I know he's got my back. I'm gonna let you guys finish your interview and I'll see you in a little bit. It's George Kittle, everybody. Kittle. Look at him. All, all right. right, what a cameo. Well, nice. I hope you guys didn't mind the cameo. No, I, 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 That's expensive. Work for free. That's expensive. Wow. All right. Well, do you want to answer the question now, Kyle, or no? Honestly, Rich, I, I wish. I can't really say. Like, at the end of the day, it's up to Kyle. And uh, with Brock recovering from his injury, there's not really much that, you you know, he can't really be in a competition during, like, OTAs and that sort of thing. We'll see when we get back to mini – or get back for training camp um, how much he can do. But from my understanding, it seems like, um, you know, Brock has the upper hand, and I don't know if that's, you know, the official word. At the end of the day, we all have to win our spots mm-hmm. uh, when you come into training camps. So I'm sure that'll be the case. And, you know, we'll see who can go out there and perform the best when we get back. And I, I think it's really going to, you know, be as simple as that. Uh, you know, Brock's kind of the incumbent guy. He finished the season for us, had an incredible year. Um, but like you said, Trey, um, you know, he hasn't really had a chance to really show what he can do. And, you know, we invested a lot in him. And, you know, we brought in Sam Darnold, who's you know been playing quarterback in this league for a while. So mm-hmm. they're all going to get their shots, I'm sure. And someone can always wow you, uh, just like any other position. But just kind of one of those wait and see things. Kyle, this has been a fun chat, uh, even even before uh, George uh, cameoed. I appreciate that. And uh, as I always, Absolutely. Kittle will tell you, I always like to leave my, uh, my my guests in a better spot. So I'll give you this piece of information that you can use. I don't know if you're aware, but. 
Ryan Fitzpatrick also went to Harvard. I don't know if you're aware of that, uh, Kyle. Uh, really? Yeah. Nobody's mentioned that in a single interview. That's yeah, I know crazy. that. You know, I know that. Um, and 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 so you could tell Ryan, you know, who by the way went to Harvard, that there's only one human being on planet Earth who scored uh, in the Super Bowl who went to Harvard. Who is that person, Kyle Yuschek, who did that? I think that was number 44. In your program, number one in your heart. Kyle Juszczyk. Fantastic. All right, go back. What, what, what was it again? Upper body? What was it? What are you? Yeah, what are we lifting what do you today? Call upper that? body pump. You what know, it's Friday. Today? Okay. You got to look good for the weekend. Upper. <laughs> The uh, it's upper, upper body, body pump, pump Friday. We need to we need By to way, start that's, doing that that's here. A, that's a high. I don't know yeah, if we're really up for that, man, quite man. frankly. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the call, Kyle. Really appreciate it. Let's do this more often. Greatly appreciate it, man. Absolutely, man. I'm I'm full of stories, so you have to get me back on. Done. Absolutely. Well, look for my call in training camp. Thanks for the call. You take care. Sounds good, man. Kyle, you check everybody. What a what a fantastic maiden voyage here on the Rich Eisen Show. Right. And every time he calls, uh, we've got to get a cameo, right? From somebody. That, that Kittle cameo came out of nowhere. Boom. In Long Island. Wow. Because that last time I saw him, he was beer ponging his ass off in Tennessee. Right? <laughs> they put on a performance at the Beer Olympics. Yeah. That was I got invited time. to that. You did? I did. Bro. What do you mean, bro? What are we, what are we doing? What do you mean, what we are we doing? We could have been a team. That would have been awesome. Could you, dude? What are you talking about? Uh, Who cares? What are you talking about? It's not about where you finish. It's about your journey along the way. Just participating? Yes. Chris. Do you understand? Take a break and come back. We've got to talk about this. All right, we'll take a break. Unbelievable. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... How to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Um, tight ends, man. We just had George Kittle um, crash the phone with uh, Kyle Juszczyk. Yeah, buddy. The star, the absolute underrated star of the match in Las Vegas, Nevada yesterday. <laughs> firing darts. Ripping down the middle, firing darts he at was, pins. He's come a long way. Travis Kelsey. Yeah, buddy. He bailed out his quarterback from time to time. He was, you know, I know Steph Curry is a stick, but Kelsey was the best one out there I yesterday. Think, I, think the, he, I think the Warriors. He was tremendous. And by the way, the showing Warriors up, showing up and, you know, knit, knit golf wear in Which Las he Vegas. quickly bailed on because it was 110 degrees, degrees. I know, right. <laughs> but Kelsey was, he was really, really good. And yeah. unfortunately for Clay, he gave new meaning to Splash Brothers very, very, uh, very often. Not a, not a great thing. Uh, I mean, what a, a nightmare that would be. Yes. <laughs> is to put your golf game on national television with Charles Barkley and Draymond Green having unfettered access to a live microphone. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Correct. 
And also, congratulations to Ernie Johnson, who was surprised during the broadcast yeah. with his uh, induction or election to the National Sportscasters uh, Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, Charles uh, dropped that, uh, that was great. during the pre-show. It, it was, pre it's, I, it was I love cool. the match. It's fun. And that's a neat mix. Von Miller being out there, too. But kudos to, you know, Bagger... Kelsey, man. Sandbagger Kelsey. Sandbagger Kelsey. The sandba I don't know about that. I, I mean, think, I don't think people expected that. He was terrific. Yeah. Another blow, mighty blow struck for the tight end. <laughs> well done, man. Well Yeah, the match is super done. fun. I can't wait to see what the next one's going to be. And uh, they should do it again. Two basketball players, two NBA stars against two NFL stars. Once again, I mean, the Chiefs. I don't think the Chiefs have ever lost in Las Vegas. Oh, the they way. were underdogs, and people were like, you're really going to bet against Mahomes as an underdog? <laughs> but it wasn't Mahomes, it was Kelsey. I, I, that's what I mean. They both did it. Bigger upset. Travis Kelsey being the best player mm. of the match. Okay. Or you learning that I got invited to the Beer Dude, Olympics I mean, by the now. Boston How guys. How are we just now finding out about this? There it is. I, I got an, they a texted text, you? I got a text from Luan on the 29th. You were invited to spectate. And hang out watching a group of grown men battle for the belt at the Beer Olympics 2023. So was, I was invited for as, you know, set dressing. That's yeah. definitely a copy and paste text. Uh, spectators <laughs> will have access to ice luge, Polish horseshoes. I don't know what that means. Can jam, arcade games, etc. And, of course, an open bar. Hope to see you there. Please let me know ASAP if you're Drinks going to come. So, and then, by the way, oh, uh, 10 days later, a paperless post invite. You know, like it's a baby shower, um, except the shower is the beer. Twenty ninth, and the, oh man, so we could have went to this. But dude, I got what dropping dude? kids off at at camp. Oh. You, you know, I I was out of this chair for seven show days. What, what am I going to tap out again? And plus, again, if I'm going to go there. They still don't have a motor on that bus. Yeah, it's got a motor. But you're physically there. I know that. Which you know, you're there. So but if I'm go going on, to go, if I'm going to go, then I'm going to. I, I would go on their pod. Pictures every but day they, they, still. If I go to Nashville and like I, I'm unavailable because I'm in a beer stupor with Polish whatever the hell that Horses. is. Horseshoes. Ice luge. Ice luge. Ice But again, I wasn't invited to participate. I was invited to spectate. But Rich, just being Which, there. Does that mean they think I can't do no, this yeah, stuff? They actually well, do. They think you can't. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you're not an NFL player. So you could have been there. And Were then they all NFL players? Start, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't drill down Burt deep. Kreischer, the, Burt Kreischer was there. Oh, he crushed it. Well, I mean, that makes sense. I understand. But you start there and you're suddenly you're announcing and then like, oh, hey, Eisen, get in here on this flip cup game. <laughs> And right. then all of a sudden, we're in the mix. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but Bert's used to working uh, shirtless around beer. That's yeah, not yeah, my. Yeah. That's not me. But the fact that they invited, so I should have accepted. Brought you. Correct. And then away we go. Content. We would have been making content the whole time there. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Been, I forgot about it. We could have played it all back. I forgot about the content. We could have played it all back My here. Bad. And it would have been like, hey, look at us at the Beer Olympics. Still too full. Can you, can you and Bert. My bad. Can My you bad. bail us out of jail? This show. Just saying. You know. We could have done a day show just there. Dropped, you know, three kids dropped off at camp. You, need you know, I, I could have actually, instead of reconnecting with Suze, sorry, 
I got you know, I got to go do this thing in right. Nashville. What is this thing? Well, it's the Beer Olympics. And, oh, you know what it is? And don't, don't worry about it. I'm, it's not going to be – it'll be quick. And then all of a sudden there's a shot of me with Taylor Lewan putting me in a, in in a, a, headlock. In a headlock shirtless in a pool. Yeah. Okay. Content. Got it. You see your wife every day. We see no, I know that. Like, I mean, no, I, I get it. I'm just saying, you dropped the ball on that one. And I'm not blaming anything on Susie. I, I might have dropped no, the No, I understand. I dropped the ping pong ball on that one. Yeah. thing is, I'm finding out about this a month later yeah. that we could have gone to this. Well, I mean, I guess it was such a raging success. There's going to be another Olympics, Olympics next year. Yep. Don't fumble that bag. Please. It's not another four four years. And by then, I think I'll have a, I'll, I'll have appeared at the uh, on bussing. They're getting a Ooh. motor. I don't know. But you're gonna you're gonna cave. I, know, I mean, I don't know about, cave. Cave. I don't know about caving. Going. I don't know about caving. Is that dude still posting daily picks? Oh, by the way, where did he find the it? idea that Jack McPherson? He was gonna get a truck I, or something. You know, Jack. I'll just say this through this microphone here. I'm thinking of going on the bus, but my one condition is I go with them to pick up the Chevy Silverado he has earned, and he drives me to the airport to go home in it. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's a good bit. Yeah. This is what I'm thinking about. So just understand, I might not be beer ponging with them or appearing on the well, bus, but I'm, they're, they're in my head because okay. I can't quit them.